0: Welcome to Native America Calling, I'm Sean Spruce. The hit FX series, Reservation Dogs, ended this week after three seasons. The show had rich Native representation in front of and behind the cameras. We'll miss how the series would explore everything from UFOs, cults, spirits, and the importance of community. In this hour, we'll recap hilarious and important scenes and episodes, and discuss how this show sets the bar for Native comedy TV higher than it's ever been before. We're back right after the news.
1: is National Native News. I'm Jill Freitas from KMBA in Anchorage, Alaska, filling in for Antonia Gonzalez. The Washington State Department of Commerce has awarded seven grants for clean energy projects around the state. Steve Jackson reports
2: The money comes from the Clean Energy Fund created by the state legislature 10 years ago.
1: The state has invested close to $290 million through the Clean Energy Fund in a variety of, of projects across the state, from energy storage, renewable energy generation manufacturing, grid modernization.
2: That's Jennifer Grove, Managing Director of Energy Programs and Communities at the Department of Commerce. She says the projects approved this year include those that will improve air and water quality or soil health and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The Spokane Tribe was one of seven groups that was awarded a grant. They received nearly a million dollars to overhaul systems in their tribal administrative building in Welpenet. Director of Public Works Maria Kaluuya says an energy audit determined the building wasn't very energy efficient and an upgrade in the HVAC system was needed.
3: If we didn't do our part to upgrade and kind of give it an overhaul and move into a new system that by the time we did have to maintain these the system that the fluids and everything that runs on would probably not even be made because they're not very efficient.
2: It's estimated the improvements to the building will save $30,000 annually through reduced utility bills. Money from a previous Clean Energy Fund grant is also being used to help develop a mini-grid system in Welpinit, utilizing solar power and battery storage to help in the event of a power outage in the rural community. For National Native News, I'm Steve Jackson reporting from Spokane.
1: A report from the Alaska Beacon says AFN filed a motion this week to intervene in a federal lawsuit against the state. In its filing, AFN said the state's position is attacking its interests and those of its members. After a series of failed salmon runs, communities along the Kuskokwim River have struggled to feed their families, prompting the federal government to sue in May to stop state-authorized fishing on the stretch of the Kuskokwim that flows through a federal wildlife refuge. Federal officials limited subsistence fishing to only rural residents, but the state opened the river to all Alaska residents. Federal managers won an injunction to block open-access fishing based on provisions under the Alaska National Interest Lands Conservation Act, or ANILCA. The state filed a motion earlier this month arguing that the federal government lacks authority to regulate fishing on the Kuskokwim and that the state has a duty to protect subsistence fishing for all Alaskans, both urban and rural. In its motion to intervene, AFN said the state's latest motion threatens that long-established rural subsistence priority and has clear implications for the entire statewide population of Alaska Natives. The Kuskokwim River Intertribal Fish Commission, the Association of Village Council Presidents and Autna Corporation are also siding with the federal government.
0: Dancers and drummers clad in feathered and beaded regalia gathered for a powwow to honor Native students in the role of education and empowering tribal communities. Becky White is the equity manager for the 4J Natives program and is of Cherokee, Cheyenne, and Arapaho heritage. She says altogether about 600 people attended the event, and she's excited for the school year ahead.
4: We're going to have artists of all different disciplines, culinary arts, performing arts, and fine arts, and teach our students what they do and how they got to where they are. We really want our students to understand that nothing is out of their reach.
0: White says there's plans to do another powwow in the spring. Roughly 1% of students in the district are Native American. For National Native News, I'm Brian Bull in Eugene, Oregon.
1: I'm Jill Freitas.
0: National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation,
5: with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Sonosky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sonosky Chambers Law. Does your club, institution, or other group need custom-branded apparel? A wide variety of T-shirts, hoodies, and much more. All custom-printed or embroidered are available from nativescreenprinting.com, a division of Skyscreen Printing, who support this program.
0: Native Voice 1, the Native American Radio Network. You're listening to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Well, FX's Reservation Dogs has finally come to an end this week. Created by Muscogee Creek filmmakers Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi, the hit comedy broke boundaries and gave millions of viewers a unique look into an Oklahoma native community.
3: My family grew up in sticks. Enemies throwing the stones. That's Now, since I've been in trust now, seen it as a must, find ways of my ways, a month it, will wh- up like a tape at the fade, used to shuffle out the meds, stay bugging for days, and win something like beating around, rushing around praise, beating around, running my run of caves, greasy mode, don't reach, lest we fade, skeptic preach, we sleep in the grave, rest in peace to my OGs, rest in peace to being lonely, I trust me and never give love to my locals, but for who you know. Ooh, folk tears from my grandma, so true It's a rap on a show that broke rules Bless hope for the next one My family so called cool mistakes Enemies throwing the stones That's why I'm trying to get rich Home Ain't feeling like home Home Ain't feeling
0: The show featured loads of Native talent in front of and behind the camera, along with a slew of cameos by Native celebrity icons like Theta Newbreast, Quana Chasing Horse, and Joy Harjo. In this hour, we're saying farewell to the Rez Dogs, also known as Bear, Elora, Willie Jack, and Cheese, and celebrating the Native creatives who made us laugh, cry, and feel represented. We're also looking forward to hearing your take on the show. What does Rez Dogs mean to you? What did you think of that last episode? Call in at 1-800-996-2848, and a heads up, there are spoilers ahead. Joining us now from New York City is Vincent Schilling. He is the editor of NativeViewpoint.com and a certified Rotten Tomatoes critic. He's Aquasocini Mohawk. Vince, welcome back to NEC. How you doing?
4: Hey, so glad to have you. Thanks, John. appreciate you bringing me on first. Wow. Hey, what's going
0: on here? <laughs> hey, absolutely. <laughs> and joining us from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, is Richard Ray Whiteman. He is an artist, poet, and an actor who plays Old Man Fixico on Reservation Dogs. He's Yuchi Muskogee. Richard, welcome to Native America Calling. Okay,
6: greetings, greetings,
0: everyone. Greetings to you as well. And joining us from DePure, Wisconsin, is Judd Gothier. He's an actor and a writer. He's Menominee and Ho-Chunk. Judd, welcome to our show.
7: ho Sean. Hey, how's it
0: going? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Vince, I want to go ahead and start with you. I know you have been uh, such a a big supporter and uh, very vocal in your reviews of just how much you have loved the Res Dogs series. Initial reactions, now that it's finally over, uh, how you feeling? Happy, sad, uh, a little, uh, maybe perhaps a, a little conflicted at points? What, what, what do you think?
4: I think the best word is, is bittersweet. You know, um, I, I feel very happy, but at the same time, you know, of course, it's it's, it's sad to see it end, but at the same time, um, I'm very fortunate that um, literally a couple hours before um, before the show aired, I actually was able to interview Sterling Harjo, and I was like, "Wow, okay, fantastic!" and and I got to talk to him, and he was like, "Man, I'm, I'm sorry, Indian Country, I ended the show," but he said, "I had to end it because that's just where the story ended." Um, but there's more in him to come. There could be possibly things about the show, or um, you know, other things that are similar. But you know, what I really felt is that you know, no matter what, um, there are kids today, anyone under the age of 30-ish or even younger have never seen these terrible, terrible stereotypes of, you know, the Westerns of when I was a kid. I'm 56 Mm -hmm. years old, you know? Right. And their definition is defined by what they're seeing today because like it or not, television, streaming, films are our educators even more so than school, you know? So I, I am very, very grateful Uh, I think what we've just experienced was literally historic. Anyone who has seen the show, congratulations. You were in a historic area of time. You know, fantastic show.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, Richard, want to get your take here. Uh, Vince uses the phrase bittersweet, and it, and it's got to be bittersweet for you because your character was such a huge part of the show, Old Man Fixico. And uh, want to be careful about too many spoiler alerts, but uh, your 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 character's uh, narrative, uh, his line of uh, his life, it, it really um, was a huge part of that final episode. How are you feeling right now? Now that it's over.
6: Well, I, I probably should echo the same word as uh, Vincent here, bittersweet. But yeah, um, you know, there's there's no Indian uh, proverb or <clears throat> that you know it's all in the time. You know, mm-hmm. comes around and it goes back around, counterclockwise or clockwise. Have um Yeah, I, I see. You know, I, I see that. You know, so and, and of course, it was Sterling's call. You know, and you felt. Um, I know mean, we've seen we've seen this the group starting you know, in season one, you know, is juveniles, bam, 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 you know the and Teddy larceny and all that, you know, and then the, the suicide of the season two and they're sort of all and they made it to the California to the ocean, you know, was their their ambition, their driving. And, and then season three, um um you know, on the poor old man old man you know, I just um um Mm. Went along with him. You know, I, I remember I had to use a word like protege, you know. Uh-huh. What kind of word is that for a, an old humble <laughs> man? Um, <laughs> anyway. But anyway. So Those 50-cent oh, words. On. He told me, he said, uh, he starting good, you know. And he said, well, you know, the old man's been educated, you know. He speaks the language of culture. He's embedded that way. he started start off, but he's also got the non-Indian education, you know. And so he's no but play him, play him out however you feel, how you ever think you can find him, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it took me a good season or two to kind of, low, 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 just low. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I just thought, you know, like season three now, you know, and then, you know, um, my passing, but um, my character's passing. But so, you know, I, I think about, you know, it's kind of the nature of, 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 of television too i think you know i mean you could obviously get another season season 4 for sure you know and um but no um
0: but it's so I'm good to it's, it's so good to end on a high note, Richard, because so many shows just stretch it too long. They go too many seasons oh, and then yes. it just you know, it just kinda of winds down. So the humor is just that's what really in so many ways is is the hallmark of the show, the native humor. And let's take a listen to some of that humor. Here's a bit featuring old man Fixico, played by none other than Richard Ray Whiteman, who we're talking to right now, and Mike Bone, the hip hop duo always rolling around town on scooters.
5: Unc, we need some meds. Oh, yeah? OK. Protection meds, man. Got some haters. Especially online. Can't cancel this culture. culture, though. Mm-hmm.
7: hmm
5: And if there's a little uh, love potion in the mix, I would not be mad. Just thirsty. Mm.
1: Sick.
6: there. I I that medicine in your underwear at night. Mm. Bad,
5: you sleep
0: with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here you go. Medos, medos, mini Yee. Somebody's missing them. <laughs> Yee, Richard, do you remember filming that scene?
6: Oh yes, I remember. You know, the, the line, you know, you sleep with the medicine in your underwear.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, love medicine, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, they were great. Yeah, I love those two little guys, man. They they did a little song for me, an old man Fixico song. Once when they walk up in one of the scenes, you know. But good little song, good little rap song. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Richard, how but, how, um, how how much are how, how similar are you and old man Fixico? Is 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 does he represent a lot of your own life and your own perspective?
6: Well, you know, I I, I tell people early on. You know, I've told people over the years. Um, It started off with Sterling, you know, like 13, 14 years ago when he was ultra, ultra low budget (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, but he managed to keep his SAG status with it. And, uh, but you know, he, he gave me a script once in a, in a a film called Barking Water. And uh, that film took us to Sundance that year, following year. And, um, he's. Wrote this character and wow, and he said he gave me the scripture to read this, see what you think. And um, wow, that's why wow, I, I know this guy, I know this character, you know. I know this, you know, just, just, but, um,
0: you felt so it, would say you saw that you, that, you felt you know, that connection. Fixico like... man,
6: Fixico, you know, I had a sense of, uh, but it took me a while to find him, you know. You want to be too, uh, too spiritual or whatever, you know, you're too, um, too sacred, you know, mm-hmm. because. I present yourself as because i grew up with, i grew up with elders like that you know they're really unassuming you know low-keyed and so but they had their own kind of calling too and they knew they had to function in at their time here you know um so i'm 74 you know so i grew up with a kind of a generation uh, 50s and 60s you know uh, those elders transitioning in and so you you go to them, you know. That's uh, how I was raised with it.
0: Well, Richard, um, uh, you were just such a such a big part of the show, and and um, <clears throat> you're just so authentic. I think that's what it, that's what it is about you in that role as Old Man Fixico. You're just so believable because you really it just. Just, it just feel like you're so dialed in to that character. We've got a lot of people commenting on Facebook right now about this show and about the wrap-up of Resurrection Dogs. Jen says, the best series yet with never a disappointing episode. I almost cried as Alora tracked down her dad and loved how they came together. It leaves you wondering why good productions can't just last a little longer. I'll be watching reruns of this series as long as they run it. Uh, Folks, Facebook, Instagram, and of course we got the phone lines, 1-800-99-NATIVE. We'll be right back. Former U.S. Olympian and NHL player Henry Boucher competed at the highest level of pro hockey in the early 1970s. The Ojibwe athlete dazzled fans with lightning-fast skating and a unique style of playmaking. Henry Boucher died earlier this month at the age of 72. We'll discuss his legacy with family members and friends on the next Native America Calling.
5: Support for this program provided by Vision Maker Media, who envisions a world changed and healed by understanding Native stories and the public conversations they generate. Nurturing the next generation of storytellers with courage, generosity, creativity, respect, and commitment. 45-plus years of Native stories and Indigenous knowledge through film and media can be found at visionmakermedia.org, whose slogan is, Together We Are Vision Makers.
0: You are listening to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We are talking about the show Reservation Dogs today. It just wrapped up its final season this week, and we want to know what you think about it. Give us a call, 1-800-996-2848. And I'm going to go ahead and read a few more Facebook posts from big-time Reservation Dogs fans. Allison says, Awesome ending pulled it all together with a nice little bow. It's centered on all reserversal themes, death, community, ceremony, traditions, elders, ancestors, and reservation dogs growing up. Lonnie says the show also brought out the beauty of community, family, traditional teachings, and how we as natives balance all of that each day. No matter what face, what we face, those teachings never leave and we are never alone that last episode summed that up beautifully. And let's talk a little bit more about that last episode. And to do that, we've got another guest we're going to add into the discussion now. And he is, in fact, joining me in the Albuquerque studio right now. His name is Jason A. Snap. He's been on the show before. He's a writer, a critic, a filmmaker, and he is an Oklahoma boy, Comanche and Muscogee. Jason, welcome back to the show, brother.
8: Man, it's great to be back.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you in the studio. Well, you know, what did you think? I mean, all that crazy humor throughout the show. Were you expecting it to wrap up this week with that positive note on community like that? You know, I didn't know what
8: to expect, and I watched, I rewatched it again this morning, and <clears throat> it really became clearer as I watched it. How, the, how beautiful that uh, Sterling and Company and uh, Chad Charlie co-wrote that uh, that episode as well. <clears throat> Just you know you. When, when I when I when I begin something when I begin a piece or whatever it's like you begin with an idea and then you want to close it with a powerful ending and that's exactly what what Sterling and company did and it was just a beautiful a beautiful ending um, it um, just just powerful and it was just a such a treat three three seasons three years mm-hmm. um, just 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 a treat to, to watch that to watch to watch the Watch the whole thing,
0: and and of uh, the the main you know the the, the res dogs the, the four main characters there. Bear, Alora, Willie, Jack. Who do you think grew and matured the most throughout the show?
8: Well, definitely, I would say. I mean, Bear for sure, in the sense that he you know he was immature, you know he's just male, native, you know young, and just trying to be a quote unquote warrior, and just trying to find his way. Willie Jack uh also her her trage- her trajectory it was, was so powerful in, in becoming this medicine person um those two characters really stand out i mean cheese is wonderful as, as as this beautiful little you know character who just like you know he's he's basically he's in the end he stays he's going to stay in the community and take you know he still has time he still has uh he's, he has to grow <clears throat> and uh yeah i mean those those two characters probably were were the ones that really kind of stand out to me
0: yeah. Right, right, yeah. Um, one really famous person made their way into Reservation Dogs, actress Lily Gladstone. She played Willie Jack's auntie who was in prison and in fact, at the wrap up there, she goes to tell her about, you know, old man Fixico and here's the scene. That last episode really brings the show together. What
1: did Fixico teach you? Tell me some
3: things. Mm-hmm. About plants. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm some things to help people. Most of the time we just delivered groceries to elders. And we went to a lot of houses and visited.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: It's mostly all we did.
7: Exactly. It's the thing about communities, is you gotta take care of it. You have to play your part. Fixco, you know, he was there for people when they were sick. and He was there for people when they weren't sick.
0: Mm-hmm. Jed, what about the the death themes and and your involvement with that undertaker, funeral director? (laughs) There's that one. We can't repeat this line on the on the air, but it's classic there. (laughs) You know, commenting on what an undertaker sees that the rest of us don't. You know, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh man,
8: man. Oh, I mean, I would just you know I I I think it was uh, someone had mentioned that uh, Sterling's uh, like a fascination with uh, with death. And his work, and his past work, and you know, being Muskogee myself, I mean, there is a there is beauty to 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 the those Muskogee funerals. I mean, he he made a whole documentary about it, and it's just like uh, the songs, and the 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 spirituality, and this, the attending. You know, I mean, I'm sure it, it transcends many of, I mean, all of our indigenous like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. our ceremonies, but uh, I, I I I do understand when 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 he's his that fascination with with those uh with those moments and those ceremonies and 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 the the beauty of that uh i understand it i connect with it i understand why he's fascinated with it it doesn't seem that odd to me
0: because i connect with it right right uh judd Judd Gothier who is on the line in in De Pere, Wisconsin, he is on our show right now. And uh, Judd is is the actor who plays The Undertaker. And uh, Judd, what was that like for you, just being that figure, that figure that represents that theme of death and just uh, the humor that went into that was just so classic. Tell us about that experience.
7: Yeah, it was uh, an amazing experience. It was my first, like, real... um, professional filming that I did, um, for that series. And, um, yeah, it was, it, I received the, you know, the email from mid thunder casting about, um uh, Sterling's interest in me playing the part. Uh, I sent in a tape, got the part. And then there was always a feeling I had about like, I'm playing this undertaker character, this funeral director. And, uh, and uh, it hadn't been decided yet that the series was going to end. You know, it was just a, a season ender at the time. But just being that character and being around uh, the set and seeing how much work and care and, you know, it had to be a huge burden for, uh, for those people to carry that just for those three seasons. But I thought to myself, is, uh, is Sterling bringing me on to button this whole series up you know feel, i felt that way to me behind in the back of my mind um because i had he had sent me uh, sides for other characters from season one and i uh, didn't get on the show but uh i always thought to myself like man i would love to be a part of that it's like you like other people had said you know it's groundbreaking it's generational multi-generational stuff Remember my dad, like sitting with my dad and watching um, Chico and the Man, you know, the Pretty Prince yeah, uh, yeah from the '70s, and him, him like pointing at the TV and being like, you know, someday, son, there's gonna be, you know, a series for us for native people mm-hmm. because this is happening right now, and uh, yeah, so it was amazing <laughs> to be a part of it, and that that Undertaker character was like, uh, I guess people in the community have been. Contacting me on Facebook and texts and stuff, and they're like, "Oh man, you're perfect for that." You know, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Well, I have met so many native people over the last few years that like are dreaming of having a cameo. Or, I would love to be in Res Dogs. I'd love to be one of the aunties, or I'd love to be you know one of the friends of the Res Dogs or something. And you actually had that opportunity, and I, I love that that funeral car you were rolling in with the rims on that. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Where'd you guys that, get that?
7: that? 22s. They had 22s <laughs> on that sucker. But, uh, I guess, it, uh, the story behind that was that, uh, Sterling had seen it on social media, uh, just in a photo and he reached out to the owners and was like, Hey, I want to utilize that car. You know, so, Yeah, it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I yeah. do you want to, uh, it was, Oh, I want, I want to say quick that it was a real honor to be in there, but, but I was in the last episode, you know, and it was like uh it was sort of like being the last person in the giveaway line, you know, at a power and like you have to go through and shake hands with everybody. <laughs> and it was like seeing all these beautiful relationship friendships, you know, that had formed over the three seasons and just sort of being on the, the outside but also being welcomed in so so mm-hmm. nicely and warmly and the people of Okmogi were amazing and the big Custa church, um um congregation there was amazing to work with. So, yeah, it was overall a great experience.
0: And what was it like on set when it, when the cameras finally wrapped on that last scene or, you know, there at the end? Was oh, it emotional? Yeah.
7: Oh, yeah. I was uh, being like sort of a latecomer to the project. I had a little bit of an uh, outsider perspective on that. And they gathered that last night and uh, made a small stage, you know. And uh, Sterling went up and addressed the cast and crew. Earlier in the day, there was, uh, one of the actors had a bit of a little ceremony for him, gave him an eagle feather that was really emotional to see. Um, and seeing those those legends of indigenous cinema all in one scene together, Farmer, Graham Greene, you know, West Studi, seeing them act together in a scene brought tears to my eyes too because i was like man those guys have been in competition with each other for <laughs> roles for decades you know and they were they were just missing richard in there along with casey camp just some mm. incredible uh i'll never forget it you know mm. lifetime stuff you know? wow wow
0: Judd Gothier, actor, film reviewer, joining us from De Pere, Wisconsin. And uh, Jason, I do want to ask you, you know, how how do you feel about the rap? Any uh, loose ends there? Any narratives that you feel could have been played out a little bit more? Are you are you satisfied with how it ended and where the, where the characters all wound up? Well, first of all, I want to say hi
8: to Justin, who's a friend of mine. And he, we went to the MFA program at IIE together. And then, of course, Richard Ray, who I've known for, for ages, and he's an old family friend. So it's cool to be on this with them. Um, no, I mean, I I think that, uh, you know, as I reflect on the whole thing, you know, it's like uh, I I know a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends on this on, on that were part of this and writers and uh, directors, you know, um, and I just, you know, it's hard to make something like this and it's. You know, it's hard. It's hard to make a movie. It's hard to make it, you know anything like creative TV show, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: So it's like, uh, to, it's an accomplishment just to make something. Uh, so when I look back on this whole thing, I mean, the first two seasons to me were just like exemplary, just like incredible, and like this last season was great as well. Um, and just looking back on the whole thing is you know me being from Oklahoma and I I, I have a close connection this to this to the show just being that i know so many people and i'm also muskogee and i know Sterling, and i know a lot of the writers and directors it's just such a great accomplishment it's just i mean i'm 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 sad to see it go but at the same time i understand why it's why why it is going and like all these these people that are part of this this show are going to go on to so many great things and it's going to expand uh, there's going to be many more projects that come from this, and that excites me a lot.
0: Okay. Any thoughts as to to what maybe could have made the show better, or ways they could have improved it? Things you maybe you would have changed a little bit if you'd been involved in the in the writing? Whew.
8: You know, just just being a writer and director myself, it just you know, there's there's no mis- I I would say there's no mistakes because it's like you have to you have to make those you have to make those mistakes and on your own. And, and, and you just, I mean, I am a critic as well. And I, I can, I, I I do, I do write criticism, but for me, writing, being critic, uh, writing criticism about this particular show has been so like challenging and difficult being that I'm biased and, and, and love the show so much and love the land and, and, and I'm of the people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been a challenge. Uh, but at the same time, it hasn't been that much of a challenge because, because it's such a freaking great show (laughs) there's not much to to to
0: write criticism about you know yeah vince how about you because you are a critic you've got to be objective uh any issues you came across at any time during the show that you would have liked to see maybe done differently
4: uh you know i i I, I don't think it's fair for me to say i would do something differently because it's not my story Mm -hmm. um although i did bring you know to light to and i asked him directly you know it's it's it's, it's on my uh, YouTube channel if people want to see the interview with uh, Sterling Harjo and I and I, I, I talked to him about you know the range of, you know uh, things that are wrong going on, you know, incarceration, crime, drug use, et cetera cetera. So goes you know those things were, were, were legitimate because they were my story. You know But overall, I have to say, uh, if I really look at about what reservation dogs was, I, I have to say it's wonderful to think, that when I, as a kid, watched a movie with Indians, I was happy to even see one. You know what I'm saying? Right. But with reservation dogs, I am identifying with much more than a stereotypical Indian. I was able to identify with much more than, let's say, feather or be- beaded medallion. And the fact that Cheese is a young native kid who loves video games, has a hilarious innocence about him, and wears the same glasses I do, I could I <laughs> identify with him. She used to be like and your I'm little brother. Identify, yeah i'm not identifying with the beads i'm identifying (laughs) with another guy and this doesn't happen i was i was able not just to identify as native people but with a community or identify with a generation of relationships Uh i was able to identify more than the outward appearance of a native person and i think viewers recognize this what we all watched was a historic redefining of what a native person is one example a massive massive example is bronson harjo the, the guy who has the Chippendales dancer on his desk, he's wearing earrings. He's the, the, the college, uh, you know, advisor. Huh. hilarious. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Hollywood, look out for this guy because he is funny. But it was just, just wonderful. And it's really brave for uh, Sterling to start something new when something is super, super successful. Right. And I think that is a testament of who he is as a creator because he could have kept going until the wheels fell off. Yeah. But he stopped it when the story ended. Yeah. That's bravery, folks. And we're gonna see more great stuff from him. Count okay. count, count on
0: it. <laughs> I, I just had one little issue, uh, and, and I want to get Richard's take on this because one thing I, I would have liked to have seen is you know, it's an Oklahoma setting, right? In Oklahoma natives, you folks have a really unique culture, and of course it's all about the accents, right? And I would have liked to have seen some of the some of the actors make a little bit more of an effort to have that Oklahoma accent. And listening to Richard out, Richard, you folks you got you got that Oklahoma draw, <laughs> and every time I go to Oklahoma, it's like infectious, because I start talking that way after like a week, and I start talking like that, so Richard, what about that? Because uh, you can, I mean, I know you're from Oklahoma just hearing your voice, but what about some of the other actors? Was there ever an effort to make them sound more like Oklahoma Native people? <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, was that one expression came up, you know, saddish, you know, the <laughs> that, was, that was kind of an enduring one that carried over the... The, the Canadian the actors, you know they say, Oh, we don't have that word. But they love it up there. They love this word. So is, you know. but, but no, this is yeah, public
0: radio, course, Richard. This is public radio. <laughs>
6: okay, okay. All right. And of course we will go to Willie. That's other favorite Calm word, down, down, know, Richard. So, um, but no I, I think the uh, the um, you know Oklahoma obviously is still part of this this southern, you know, mm-hmm. We have Arkansas and, and Louisiana, Mississippi, right to the south, uh, east of us, I should say, you know. And so a lot of those people are, uh, are around us, and so when our English picks up that, you know. Um, and then I guess, you know, a, a lot of actors, Oklahoma actors, have had to work to balance that, you know, that mm-hmm. overdraw. And sometimes they wanted, it, you know, so...
0: All righty. We're going to have to take another break here, but uh, phone lines are still open. We're going to take a call when we come through this break, and uh, we're going to talk more with our guests about res dogs. Stay with us.
5: Education sovereignty, it begins with us. That's the theme of the National Indian Education Association's 54th Convention and Trade Show to be held in Albuquerque October 18th through the 21st. You have an important role to play in the ongoing effort to reclaim education sovereignty. The agenda includes an educator day, a student day, professional learning opportunities, and the NIEA awards ceremony. Registration ends October 13th at NIEA.org.
0: This is NAC, I'm Sean Spruce. Bear, Willie Jack, Elora, and Cheese learn some tough lessons as we watch them steal a and Flamers truck, get stranded in L.A., and learn about the importance of being part of a Native community. Let's read some more Facebook Pace. Clinton says, This show was so comforting to me. I mourn that I did not have this show when I was a young man because it is so powerful and empowering. It makes me so proud of my nativeness. It fills me with so much joy that is in this world that now and will always be there for Native people to experience the beauty and joy of our people. Alexis says, I'm glad Big found love. Oh! <laughs> All right, so uh, Chinupa, caller on the line. Chinupa, brother, I need you to just hold off a little bit because we're going to hear an audio clip of the aunties, Bev, Rita, and Natalie. Let's hear it.
3: Give me your phone. For what? Tinder profile. I'm going to make you one. No. <laughs> Is Bear going to go
1: with you? It's up to him. He's cooking now. Recipes. Mm. Well, we'll look after him if he stays. Yeah, like hawks looking after, I don't know, what do hawks eat. Um, smaller birds? You're not
3: eating him. Okay, we'll look after him like spirits. Mm. Always watching, even when you're snagging.
1: No, Bear's not snagging. i will watch out for Laura too.
0: That was the aunties saying goodbye to their friend, Cookie, who passed away a while ago. And um, let's talk about the aunties a little bit, uh, Jason. I, I mean, I think, you know, native aunties have been around forever, right? But that term, like the native aunties, I think that's really has become a thing from Res dogs, hasn't it? Yeah,
8: I was noticing that as well. It's kind of become a trope. It's like this mm. this, uh, this thing that's always existed and, and uh, they... Res dogs put a <clears throat> put a put a you know word to the to the actual idea and uh yeah it's great it's great to, I mean Re- reservation dogs has created a lot of like I I, I anticipate in the future that uh, a lot of people will reference a lot of the, the 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 terms and the slang and then like the the imagery of reservation dogs it's gonna reverberate for 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 a long
0: time and, and and it's going to be, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I hope somebody starts saying uncles, native uncles, you know, more like, <laughs> I mean, we hear it a little bit, but it doesn't have the same feel as aunties. I'm an auntie. we the aunties. Uh, we've got Chanupa on the line. He's up in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, listening on Keeley. Chanupa, appreciate your patience today. What do you want to say about Res Dogs?
3: Well, I want to tell the brothers and the
4: cast of that, hey, am sorry to hear that the show come to an end, remind me of Frontier by Jason Momoa. Every time our people does it, they, you know, it goes to an end, and then it has to carry on somehow, but another producer might start with another one. But one thing, if it happened in Pine Ridge, we heavy like that, the continuation of humor is what really the issue is today in Indian country. So all the brothers and sisters that participated in that, hey, Wopila, Tonka to all of you, because the humor of is what I really enjoy, because, you know, on different levels, That shows that, hey, we Native people still have that inner feeling of our own admiration of humor. And so I thank you. My hats are off to you guys, even though I'm not on Facebook, but I say it on the air. And thank you, Sean, for... Put my question
0: out there and my answer. Ha-hoo. Hey, you bet, you bet. Uh, Chanupa calling in from Pine Ridge. And Vince, I want to go back to you because we keep talking about you know some of this lexicon, some of this native lingo and slang that that came up big in Res Dogs. And you know if you go back to smoke signals, as as native people, we got a lot of words from that movie too. But do you think Res Dogs will kind of replace that now, and we'll just see a whole new level of native vocabulary come into the fold now because of this show?
4: I think 7 million people are now using Wado Wado. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and the interesting thing is is, you know, that's not what we say in Mohawk country. But you know, it, it's it, it, the the cool thing is is we literally I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the characters on this show and by the way, I just got to say real quickly uh, aunties are a lot more scary than uncles, <laughs> and not only that, aunties <laughs> are always around. Uncles, who knows where they went? They went—they're off in the woods somewhere. Aunties are always there, so you better watch it because they'll, they'll be right there going wait. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of aunties in my family, and they all scare me. Um, so, the the interesting thing is, if you look, at reservation dogs to Native people, and, and Native people will understand this. Halloween's a little less scary. You know, someone may dress up like, you know, uh, Willie Jack, and what are they gonna put on? A backwards hat, you know, shorts, but they're not appropriating, you know what I'm saying? It's so it's, it's this, I, I really don't think people understand, unless you're inside and have been watching outside for so long, is that this, this redefinition is such a huge redefinition, it's literally helping heal. A lot of indian country look I, I didn't i didn't realize how much healing was going to be in the show at the beginning i got a little worried at, when i first started because you know i was like oh people are going to see kids committing crimes or people are going to see people using drugs but it came full circle and just like sterling told me when i was talking to him is he says it started out with the kids but then it became the community and these arms collectively wrapped around these young people but then I mean, to see everyone come around, and I have to second that, that sentiment of how epic it was to see all of these characters together. I mean, like you said, Wes Studi, Gary Farmer, uh, you know, uh, Graham Greene, and then these young people. The, 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 the moment where Maximus is talking to Bear in the, the trailer, I really was like, wow. It felt a sense of passing that torch to the young people of today to keep going forward. Right. I mean, they're not out of the game. Well, that's but a... Welcome to the same arena, kids. Yeah, you know, it was. It's just epic.
0: It is, and, and you know, it really begs the question because I, I am, I, I'm a little bit disappointed for for the young actors because they've just got so much momentum right now, and, and here the show's wrapping up. and And what are your thoughts, Jason? I and mean, what do you think is next for these young actors in in terms of their future and other projects? Where do you see them going? Some of these these characters, these, these people.
8: Well, I. I think they probably all have bright futures, um, and I've heard that. I, I've heard that uh, every, everyone involved in, in, in the show has pretty much got a bright future. I'll just say that.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry. Yeah, I, I feel like. Um, I mean, they're all so good, but I see. Yeah. I think DeFaro, like he could cross over. Oh. I could totally see him in like mainstream stuff, couldn't you? Oh yeah, he's definitely like yeah, a leading
8: man, uh-huh. you know, all of each, each of those actors, I think as they can definitely cross over and, and yeah, I just look forward to all the projects that come out of this, you know? Yeah.
0: Vince, what are you, what are you hearing? You've always got your ear to the ground. What's the buzz in terms of the future for DeFaro and the other actors?
4: Well, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of things that happen. I, I've been watching this industry for uh, 20 plus years and in, in what I've been doing and watching people have, and I want to say um, that that it just continue to work hard and keep your nose to the 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 um, road ahead, and don't ever give up because sometimes the Hollywood industry can be tough. But don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. I'm telling you, because you know, I think that. This could continue. This trend could continue so much that we are the place that you want to cross over to. I think everyone mm. in Hollywood is going to want to start telling Native stories. There you go.
2: There you so, go. So,
4: you know, I, 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 I think Jason's right. I think a lot of a lot of these people have very bright futures, but I also think a lot of these guys are and girls are going to have the ability to create their own future, and the industry is going to come to them. Mm. You know, that's what I think.
0: Jason, if, um, you know, the big thing now is like to reboot these old shows 10, 20 years later, if that were to happen down the line, what would you like to see happen if this show was ever rebooted?
8: You know, I was, I was just talking about this with some friends of mine on another podcast that we have. Um, and I was just, I would like to see this in different, uh, reservation communities. I would like to see like the Montana version of this, mm. or, I mean, I know this happens in, you know, Canada cause they have all the money <laughs> be, and that's great. But as far as like, you know, US-based kind of things, what, you know, it'd be nice to see like the, uh, you know, I know, I know Dark Winds exists. There's, there's, you know, Navajo, you know, that's their culture, but I'd like to see a contemporary version as opposed to like this Tony Hillerman thing that, you know, that's, you know, focused on like um, black magic and everything. How about we just have something contemporary, like what their stories, you know, in 2023 and like various there's so many stories out there like so many different indigenous communities that that uh, I would be fascinated to like uh to know about. Mm-hmm. That I, I I was um um I I was blessed because in this sense that uh this this story was made from my community from like I mean I'm two tribes but I know this community and it was to me it was such a it was such a pleasure to see <clears throat> To, uh, one of you know my language being spoken, and my culture being represented, and uh, everyone should have that. Absolutely. What were some of your favorite cameos, Jason? Oh God, I have to say, absolutely, uh, Ethan Hawke. I was so uh, blown away by the by the Ethan Hawke episode. I watched it three times. I mean, I met him at Sundance with Sterling, and I made Sterling uh, in twenty twenty. I ran into him, uh, Sterling, and Ethan hawk walking down the street and then of course i made uh sterling take a picture of me me and ethan <laughs> hawk i know i know sterling i was like you take a picture i don't know ethan hawk and he was like hi i'm ethan and i'm like yeah i know who you are <laughs> and i'm such a fan you know it's like so that and, and and that just seeing him act and just elevate that episode was so amazing just to, to see that artistry mm-hmm. um that's that was my favorite
0: cameo we've got time for another caller Maya, who is listening here in Albuquerque, New Mexico on KUNM. Hi, Maya. How are you doing?
3: I am good. How are you doing?
0: We're doing great. Glad to have you on the show. What do you think?
3: I love Reservation Dogs. Um, I think it's just a really great show. I am Black American, so it's just really interesting learning about a culture different from mine. Um, every time I watch an episode, I'm just eager to look things up and learn different things and want to get with my partner. I just love, um, when we're watching it and somebody pops up like talking about the cameos, he's like, Oh, that's so-and-so or this is so-and-so. <laughs> and we have a whole conversation about, you know, backstories and history and different things. And I've just really enjoyed that. I think it's just a beautiful coming of age show. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we really talked about with the last episode that I really enjoyed personally is, it's coming of age for the kids. They're just trying to figure things out, working through trauma and really relying on their elders. But to me, it was so beautiful to see the elders learning something from the younger generation as well, you know, just coming to terms with their emotions. And um, when Willie Jack just holds one of her elders accountable and she's like, we're working through things, too. But, you know, you guys just don't really want to deal with your emotions. And it's kind of holding you back and just seeing everyone reconnect because they also learned something from the younger generation was just so beautiful. Um, and I think it was wrapped up beautifully and I'm a Chief stand; He's my favorite character <laughs> in the show. Um, I just think, you know, it's just so beautiful to see a young man just so emotionally intelligent and just so thoughtful of everyone as well. And just like his friends, but... You know, I just he's just my favorite character, so right. um, it's really a trailblazing show, so I love to see it and I'm ready to see what everybody else has in store for them
0: well, it's right cool. on my Matt Maya, I really appreciate you calling in and sharing your take on reservation dogs and and I want to go back now to to Judd Gothier and Judd talking about these favorite cameos uh which one was yours on the show?
7: I really was surprised with the Megan Mullally. Uh, Mm, cameo from season two I thought it was uh, I had no idea she was going to be in there and then when she showed up I was like oh that's amazing That uh, you know Sterling's uh, I guess it's just a testament to the fact that Sterling and uh, Crazy Eagle Media you know there's talent there and that uh, real serious uh, actors want to interact with that they want to be a part of it so the Megan Mullally one was really a surprise for me, uh, but I I echoed Jason too about the Ethan Hawke uh, cameo. Uh, I got to uh, actually be on set for uh, the scenes that they shot in the house. Um, I just asked Sterling if I could visit set because I had, it was uh, days and days between my setup. So he was like, "Yeah, come on down." And oh man, it was so cool to see him work and uh devry really be you know stepping up her game and watching this great fencing battle happen in that little dining room it was amazing <laughs> i mean dream come true man to see that right. caliber dirt right. work i was really nervous to approach him i didn't talk to him because he was in the zone you know but uh, if he's listening it was great to see work mr hug <laughs> thanks thanks jed
0: uh richard i want to go back to you for for the last word because we're going to have to wrap up in another minute or so but that caller we just had maya talking about the relationship between young people and elders and how does that make you feel just bridging that gap between our elders and the young people that next generation because that's such a big theme of the whole show
6: well yes i agree with that particular scene and uh you know, Willie Jack. And then there was the other with uh, Cheese, too, you know, when he had Gary Farmer and out, you know, on the, by the water's edge, you know, a couple of earlier episodes. Um, and he did the talking stick for him. you know. And he, I mean, he didn't take over, but he turned it back on them, you know. I mean, it's, I was just thinking, because I remember still so I'm going to explore some some, you know, even bits of the intergenerational, you know, trauma, you know, the grief and those stigmas, you know, and, and, uh, so it's, you know, for me, it's, it's a different way of, uh, of presenting the reconnection, you know, coming from the elder, I mean, from the youth, and, um, and and some of our generation is, of course, part of that, uh, experience of the generation, you know, of trauma, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um. So I, I think that was uh, very important just the re- reconnection with family and reconnection back with community, you know and, right. and our healing and our coming to terms with ourselves, you know, and so yeah, it it's it, that's a that is a real presentation there as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, Richard, I want to thank you for joining us along with all of our other guests on this tribute to Reservation Dogs. I feel like if we had two more hours, it wouldn't be enough time to just share some of these memories and talk with our guests and and take more calls. But unfortunately, we do have to now wrap up the show. And as we always do on Friday, we want to give a shout out to our dedicated staff and crew here at Native America Calling who make this show possible, along with our parent company, Quantic Broadcast Corporation, up in Anchorage, Alaska. So, folks, thank you again for another wonderful week. Have a safe weekend. I'm Sean Spruce.
5: Attention all ranchers, farmers, and conservationists. You can join the Indian Nation Conservation Alliance at their three-day annual meeting in Las Vegas starting October 24th to strategize for a sustainable future. Topics include tribal farming and ranching issues, tribal forestry programs, and more, all to strengthen tribal sovereignty through conservation. The session will also be live-streamed online. More info, including registration at inca-tcd.org, who support this show. Support provided by Amerind. Amerind is 100% tribally owned and partners with tribes and their businesses to provide affordable commercial insurance coverage, protect tribal sovereignty, and strengthen Native American communities by helping to keep dollars in Indian country. Information about property, liability, commercial auto, and workers' comp available at amerind.com. That's A M E R I N D.com.